Hey, everybody. Have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, I knew... Insert player name here. ...was going to do that? Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution. The Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Podcast Room 303. We've got episode 48 on deck. I'm your host, Jermaine Colo Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. How are you doing today, Chachi Chacherson? I'm good, buddy. That's it. I don't. I, I don't think I need to extrapolate anymore. I'm good. Hard hitting journalism. He's good, ladies and gentlemen. We'll move right into today's episode. That's right. Trivia question, and uh, it's brought to you by our newly promoted intern. Is it a demotion or a promotion? Nevada Putnam. Newly, <laughs> newly promoted intern slash still executive producer, Nevada. <laughs> so a uh, pro demote. I yep a a pro a disciplinary promotion. Yeah, I'd like my coffee black, Nevada. Yeah. So today's question is was actually inspired by our Green Bay Packer talk and our Aaron Rodgers love fest from the last episode. So if you haven't checked that out, as always, go back, listen, download, subscribe, comment. Tell us we suck. Tell us we we're awesome. But how many teams have had more passing touchdowns than punts in a single season? And the answer is the Hall of Fame finalist list has come out for the NFL 2021. Have you have you gotten a chance to take a look at it? I have, yeah. Yeah. And there's some there's some shoe-ins for for sure. AKA Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson. Yeah. Megatron. Yeah. Dude, I can't believe Megatron's barely getting into the hall. Is he, is that the talk that he's barely getting in? No, no, it's because you have to wait. I believe you have to wait. Oh, I, I, and I just felt like he's been away for so long already. (laughs) So, The enshrinement is scheduled for August 5th through the 9th of this this year, uh, 2021. But 
we'll see what happens, you know. COVID, COVID willing. I was, I was saying to myself, I was saying to myself, Clay Matthews, is he still playing? No, Clay Matthews, several teams reached out to him this year, including the Seattle Seahawks. Clay Matthews opted to sit out as one of the, uh, what was it, like 78, 78 or 87 NFL players that didn't play this year. So he's, but sitting- he's on the, but he's on the semifinal list for the Hall of Fame. No. Yeah, that has to be the wrong Clay Matthews. Or his dad? That has to be his dad, yeah. Because he literally played last year. There's no way he could be on this list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you and I are thinking the same, the same things. Yeah. Rondé Barber. Tony Baselli. I actually don't know who Tony Baselli is. Safety, Leroy Butler. Guard, Alan Fineca. Wide receiver, Torrey. Oh, Torrey Holt, bro. Safety, John Lynch. I loved John Lynch, bro. Linebacker, Clay Matthews Jr. John Lynch was good. Sam, Go ahead. Sam Mills, keep pounding. <laughs> Sam Mills, keep pounding. What's that a reference to? Do, do you not know this? Mm-mm. So the so the Carolina Panthers have a statue of Sam Mills outside their stadium because when he played for the Panthers near the end of his career, he got cancer and couldn't play anymore. And his thing that he said to the players was, although I have cancer, you guys need to keep pounding. Did he not know? He Does he not do phrasing? <laughs> <laughs> a man died, Jermaine. Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's dead, dead. He's big you didn't dead. Say that. You said when he got cancer. People yeah. beat cancer all the time. Look yeah. at Jim Kelly. Not, no, dogs. no, no, no. Jim Kelly got cancer in the 2000s. Sam Mills got cancer in the 90s. That's. that's you don't survive few- cancer. You don't, you don't survive cancer in the 90s. <laughs> oh, that's what you're getting at. Yeah. What's called McConaughey and. Uh, Dallas Buyers Club, bro. Dead. Dead. So defensive lineman Richard Seymour, we're just gonna keep we're just gonna push keep pushing. <laughs> we're gonna keep pounding, bro. Defensive lineman Richard Seymour, linebacker Zach Thomas, and wide receiver Reggie Wayne. Well, they got you know who good. Sam Mills is? No. He paid for your team for eight years. Nine years. Yeah, I mean the Saints. He, that means he wasn't good. <laughs> Except the for Saints, being a two-team, second-team All-Pro. The Saints were bad until, like, recently. He's in the Saints Hall of Fame, dude. <laughs> He's literally in the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame. Well, that's because he kept pounding, dude. <laughs> Look, if you asked me if I knew everyone in the Saints Hall of Fame, I would say no. Do you know everyone in the Panthers Hall of Fame? Yes. How many people? Hold on. First of all, this could be a trick. How many people are in the Panthers Hall of Fame? I think like four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's I think it's Sam Mills, Jake Delhomme, Jordan Gross, Wesley. No, actually, there's probably like eight. Steve look this. Look, look 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 this list up, please. All right, I'm googling, and and I'll, and I'll see how many I can name. I think there's like eight. So, 
It's the Carolina Panthers Hall of Honor, right? Yeah, your Ring of Honor. Yeah, I think it's Hall of Honor. <clears throat> Let's see. All right. Oh, so there is. So the Hall of Honor began in 1997. There's okay. there's six people in it. Six people: Sam Mills, Wesley Walls, Steve Smith, Jake Delome, Jordan Gross. Oh shit! Is that? Did I get all? Are those five people in it? No. Yeah, I haven't said you were wrong yet. Oh shit! And there's a sixth one. Yep. <laughs> Is Jerry Richardson the sixth one? No. So Don Capers is not in it. No, he's not. So I named five. I named the five, right? Wesley Walls, Steve Smith Sr., Jordan Gross, Jake DeLome, Stan Mills. Correct. And you said there's six? You started off hot. You started off hot. There is six people. You got five of them right now. Jesus. Uh, Kerry Collins, cocaine addiction. <laughs> Hold on, let me uh, edit the code on this website. That will be that will be there. I added a seventh member. Dude, that made to the Ring of Honor. Uh, Ray Carruth. <laughs> no, not Ray Carruth. Really? <laughs> Yo, hey man, call up, uh, call up uh, Tepper, bro. Call up your boy Tepper. Um, I don't know who who is it. It's uh, Mike McCormick. Who the fuck is Mike McCormick? I can answer that for you. Five decades. Oh, he was the former team president and became the first inductee. He left an indelible mark on the Panthers. Starting as a consultant in 89, McCormick helped the Panthers ownership group lobby the NFL early in the process. And after the Panthers landed the franchise by unanimous vote in October 93, McCormick was the team's first GM before being named president. He retired in 97. After so he drafted Kerry Collins. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After he put together the best two initial seasons by an expansion franchise in NFL history, posting seven wins in 95 and 12 wins with a division title in 96. Not bad, actually. May I, may I again remind the viewers that the Carolina Panthers have never had a back-to-back winning season. <laughs> as evidenced by uh, it was started mike mccormick set the precedent bro he did perform perform around the six to ten to seven to nine to eight to eight and then you'll go 12 and four the next year <laughs> so bet the over for the 2021 panthers yeah i mean especially, you i mean you you got to especially with uh, another eighth pick no doubt. All right. Well, now that we've uh, <laughs> sidetracked long enough talking about Panthers uh, hapless football, um, shout out Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, and uh, Megatron. Let's talk about the uh, Texans. <laughs> they need. We need to come up with a soap opera type name for the Texans. Like... <sighs> tumult in the Texans tumult or some something like that. It's turmoil in Texas. <laughs> yeah, dude. 
hard knock Halliburton in Houston. Yeah, dude. I mean, like they, uh, I, I, before we were talking about before the podcast about this, I, I'm still not necessarily, I think Deshaun Watson really doesn't have a say in it, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to let your star player kind of know what you're doing. I, I maybe I don't really agree with that, but well, after the season they just put together to not like acknowledge him, especially when he came to the owner himself. All right, so for those of you at home who don't know, we kind of just went into this and, and didn't really explain. But Deshaun Watson has been perpetually fucked over by the Houston Texans organization, right? Based on their hiring, right? Their coaches. Uh, Bill O'Brien, they just fired the GM. Bill O'Brien took over. Bill O'Brien famously traded away DeAndre Hopkins for a can of corn. Didn't and didn't tell Deshaun Watson. They didn't tell Deshaun Watson, which really didn't sit well with him and bothered him because he just signed. He had just signed the mega contract with him. And then their first move after signing Deshaun Watson was... <laughs> they had to get rid of some money. They had to get rid of some <laughs> We can't pay you and have DeAndre pay Hopkins. You and have DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun. Yeah. So, so they did that, and Deshaun Watson was upset. Needless to say, the Houston Texans had the third worst record in the NFL this year, despite Deshaun Watson leading the league in passing yards, having a seventy point two completion percentage. What was what was the other thing? How many touchdowns did Deshaun Watson? Anyways, Deshaun Watson balled. He statistically balled this year. And and people said he some people say he wasn't even that good. <laughs> I was just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he lost his best weapon. He has no running back. He has a swinging gate of an offensive line, as Nick likes to call it. And they fired his coach midway through the season. So Deshaun Watson has sat down with the owner of the Texans because they don't have a real GM right now, so you can't go sit down with the GM, and presented to them a few ideas for GM and head coach. And he said, look, you don't have to hire these people. In fact, I don't expect you to hire these people. But I think you should at least interview these people and see what they can bring to the table. Deshaun said, nah, we're good. (laughs) Exactly. And so Deshaun Watson, so for those of you, the listeners at home, Deshaun Watson was not acting in his own, you know, best interest, right? His own accord. He was actually representing the players. Like he had talked and discussed with other players from other teams. He had got recommendations for people. It was people that he also thought was good. And so he presented them. The Texans interviewed none of them and just went with the guy that Nick and I knew they were going to sign because they've been trying to sign this guy for five years. And Deshaun Watson, as of course, because everything's handled on Twitter now, tweeted, some things never change. And now it's being reported that he's unhappy and he's broaching teammates about the possibility of him requesting a trade. And apparently has not talked to the Texans owners, even though they've called him Texans owners and GM. He has not talked to him in a few days, even though they've tried calling him. 
Well, that's so funny because they didn't call him to tell him when they made the hire, and now they're calling. Now they're trying to call him. This is what I don't understand. If I have Deshaun Watson on my team, and I'm going to make a big decision that is going to affect him, I'm gonna call him, or I'll have my, uh, you know, assistant who does a lot of the work shoot him an email. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like shoot him an email. Something. I- just like, hey, I, I, before you hear in the media, this is what we're doing. I would say that that is a nice thing to do. But in terms of hiring a GM, it is not needed. However, I will agree with you that the Texans are kind of on thin ice after trading away a direct, <laughs> like a, a, like after trading away DeAndre Hopkins. The Texans almost have to. If this were the Panthers, right? The Panthers don't need to hire a GM and let Teddy Bridgewater know or let Christian McCaffrey know that they hired this GM. I don't think they do. However, because the Texans already traded away Deshaun Watson's best receiver and a top five receiver in the NFL, they're kind of on thin ice and they need to be like, all right, Deshaun, we took a look at your candidates, but we're hiring this guy who we've obviously wanted to hire for the last five years and obviously didn't interview anyone else. Yeah. Because we wanted this guy. They just paid him $150 million. Or would, no, Deshaun signed a three-year extension. Yeah, it was 150 total, but he signed a three-year extension. Anyways. Paying paying Deshaun Watson $150 million. Not calling him before you trade away his star receiver. Priceless. Like, it's unreal. Like, what are you doing? Why are you paying? The, the other thing is, is Deshaun be Watson. fine with it. He watched Jadavion Clowney leave. He watched AJ Bouye leave. He watched Tyron Matthew leave, go win a Super Bowl. He lost Dwayne Brown, his starting left tackle, before they traded for Laramie Tunsil, which is the reason why they don't have a first-round pick this year. He watched DeAndre Hopkins leave. He watched... Man, there's so many like Mario Addison left. Jadavion, did I say Jadavion Clowney already? Yeah. Like this is what Deshaun Watson's been dealing with. That's why I don't understand how you cannot give him the courtesy of being like, "Hey, before you hear it somewhere, this is the GM we're going with. Stick with us." Well, because but now you because because the ownership group has already proven. You just named six names, six reasons why the ownership group didn't call him. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's why Deshaun Watson's upset. It's not – he's not being a prima donna. It's it's kind of – he kind of hit that threshold of like, what the fuck, guys? Especially when J.J. JJ Watt's apologizing for wasting another (laughs) year of his career, bro. And J.J. Watt's apologizing to him. We're not even talking about the number of years J.J. Watt's got fucking fucked (laughs) over. Wasted, yeah. If in that situation, J.J. Watt's like, hey, I'm sorry we wasted one of your years. And you're like, J.J., you were li- you literally gave bones, ligaments for these people. You will not be walking at 60, <laughs> J.J. Like, uh, or you may not be alive at 60. Bro, hashtag CTE, dude. Yeah, this this is this goes to the whole thing like with the benching of Jalen Hurts. It's like you're asking these men – to get into car crashes 60 to 70 times a day on Sunday. You know, obviously they play on Thursday or Monday or Saturday or whatever, but you know what I mean? 
So you have to you have to take into consideration this thing. Like it's not hard to lead people and keep them informed. There's nothing more frustrating than being kept in the dark in any situation, let alone a situation like the NFL where you are getting chased by some of the scariest men on the yeah. planet. Yeah. Like when when you have to play when when Aaron there's a chance that you have to play Aaron Donald in an NFL season, like I'd I'd like I'd like to know a little bit about like what your management decisions are. Just a little. I'm not asking you to hire my choice. I'm asking you to interview him. Can you do me that and solid? Even, and, and and even like like people forget this, but saying like nothing is happening is not is actually the opposite of of not being transparent. It's just saying well, nothing's happening right now. Like that's that that is giving people as much information as they need in the time. Hey, no, nothing's happening right now. There's we're not hiring anyone. We're not interviewing anyone. Okay, now I know. Now I know what's happening. That's uh, if if you don't have if you don't have any information, just saying I don't have any information is better than just not saying anything. Yeah, it's yeah. I actually I actually messed up and didn't do that this week. (laughs) I was shot an email today, like, oh hey, my bad, dude. I didn't say anything, but hey, here's the update, blah blah, and moved on. The other thing that's shocking about this hire, you and I this has been telegraphed for years. We talked about it on the last episode before he was even hired, but the dude is the third high highest paid. He's in the top three top paid GMs in the league. I don't know if he's one or two or three, but he's in the top three, his base value of his, he got a six year deal. The base value is $30 million with a max of 36 million. You want to hear the best. The best part is he doesn't even, have a first round pick this year. I guess we're going to see how much $30 million is worth. What Bro, a $30 million GM looks like. This dude got paid. He can, no he can fail and he's going to get most of that money, bro. I mean, he, I mean, he can, if, if, if the Texans are true to form and it doesn't seem like they've made any real change of pace since they're still hiring guys that they wanted to hire five years ago. He's going to f- see this six-year contract through no matter what happens. No matter how bad he does it. No matter how bad he does. <laughs> so the first thing that he's going to have to do is trade Deshaun trade Watson. Trade Deshaun Watson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, speaking of trading Deshaun Watson, one. landing spots. Where do you see Deshaun Watson going? Trade Tua and your first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. Oh, my God. How ironic! Send them their own first round pick for Deshaun Watson. I would I would ridicule Nick Casero forever if he made that trade, dude. Just think, hey Houston, we got something you want. <laughs> uh, oh dude, I don't God. know. I know they're not going to, but because because Carolina also doesn't like to win, they like to they like to have uh, people in place that they've already have under contract, and they don't like to make bold moves. But I would love to see Deshaun Watson in Carolina, dude. Could you imagine Deshaun and CMC? Yeah, I could, but the problem is, it's just it's a pipe dream at this point. 
Um, no, no, there's Madden. Did we? Yeah, there's. <laughs> no, dude, Madden won't even approve. Madden wouldn't even approve the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Oh, I remember that. We were drunk though. We could have figured it out. It's because I was. I could have figured it out because I was. It's because I wasn't there, bro. Um, um, Detroit maybe. No, what? Matt Stafford's good though. They're trading away Matt Stafford apparently. No, they're not. Uh, I, I would say I would say the the candidate, and I would love to this irony as well. I, I'm just loving irony right now in a Deshaun Watson trade. Uh, the Pats. <laughs> he trades into the Patriots, dude. It's almost like Bill Belichick sent him to Houston to infiltrate from to within. Deshaun Watson, Deshaun yeah. Watson, there. That's right. Unreal, bro. So that's I, those are my two. Those are my two picks that I can explain, but it's also a cool conspiracy theory. What do you think? So your two picks are Detroit and New England, or are you no, 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 Miami, <laughs> Miami, and New England. First of all, the Miami one is hysterical. I hope it happens. Second of all, the New England one is equally as hysterical, and I hope that happens. Like those are both great fucking. You, so I have a, I have a pretty funny one as well. And it's the Chicago Bears. I, <laughs> because they didn't draft him, so they have to trade three first-rounders to get him. But trade Mitch Trubisky for him. <laughs> yes, yes. Mitch is in the trade. Trade, trade, trade Mitch Trubisky and two first-round picks for Deshaun Watson instead of just drafting Deshaun Watson in the first instead round. just drafting him in the first place. Exactly. And then the other one is a clear homer pick. And it's... The New Orleans Saints, baby. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but what about Jameis? What about him? He didn't even start when Taysom took over, bro. We'll trade him. We'll trade him Jameis and Taysom and two first round picks. Yeah, so we'll, we'll give him half a quarterback and two first rounders. A tie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a blind quarterback, a tight end, and two first rounders. I would be sad if Taysom left. He's like have, he's he's pretty old, isn't he? He's thirty. Yeah. Um, oh, so oh, so our age. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Super. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty. I, dude, I don't know what the what the Saints are doing. I've linked every quarterback who's available. I've said <laughs> linked them to the Saints. Yeah, I've linked him to the Saints. Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, fucking dude, Cam Newton's available. <laughs> God damn it! I that would be just a typical Saints move to get Cam Newton and like revive his career. Bro, how poetic! And we sweeped the we sweeped the NFC South again, bro. First team to first team to ever do it twice. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So we're going to close the NFL segment um, by saying Super Wild Card Weekends here. Six Wild Card games, three Saturday, three Sunday. And one thing we didn't cover in the Week 17 recap was that I officially won the head to head matchup challenge. We will be more diligent on it next year and we will start in Week One. But I whooped Nick's Keister with a 13 5 2 record to his measly 9 11. Check the units. <laughs> I still I didn't lose. Nope. Nope. Check the units. That's <laughs> impossible, those, bro. Seven of those nine wins are dogs. 
<laughs> Dog, get out of here, bro. <laughs> That's what we'll have to, we'll have to Money annotate. line dogs. That's what I pick. We'll have to annotate uh, next time when we're, where we're tracking the bets. We got to make sure we put what odds we got them at next time. That's right. Because we didn't, we didn't include the pluses and the minuses. Uh, no, dude, I beat you at units. Don't even front. Let's move on to Major League Baseball news. So Nick's favorite sport has actually started making some news. Uh, the offseason for baseball seems to be starting slower and slower now, and I'm not entirely sure. It's it's probably, you know, multifold, but it's all money-related, and people are apprehensive in spending the cheddar that it's required to be competitive. See the team we're about to discuss, the Cleveland Indians. They are – when was the World Series? World Series was 2018, correct? 17, maybe. 20, 28. I should know. I no, 2016. 16 or 17. Cubs versus Indians World Series. How do I not know this? I think it's 2016. Yeah, 2016. Yep. Yeah, so it's uh, 2016 World Series. So they are 17, 18, 19, 20. They're only four years removed from that, dude. Wow. Four years removed, and that team is in complete disarray. Their pitching staff has let everyone walk, <laughs> including somebody in this trade. So for those of you at home who haven't been keeping track, Steve Cohen has struck again after adding uh, May to bolster the bullpen. They have now hit their blockbuster trade and added, you know, some people might think he's the third best player in baseball right now. Not a pitcher, obviously not a pitcher. I I think he's top five for sure. I would say number – I would argue number three because he's that good. But they traded for Francisco Lindor from the Cleveland Indians. It was a six-person trade. Four went to the to the Indians and Carlos Carrasco and uh, Francisco Lindor went to the Mets. Thoughts? Do not overstate the fact that this is the trade that the Mets wanted as soon as they got Steve Cohen as the owner. This is the type of blockbuster trade that instantly revives interest in a in a team that the fan base has been suffering for a while. And do not overstate the fact that this is a fleecing by the New York Mets. To get a guy like Francisco Lindor, who we can debate, we can debate as much as we want. He is probably the top shortstop in the AL. And, and if and if he's not, he's top three. Right, which means at least he's top five shortstops in baseball. <laughs> yeah, he's right. I he's, would argue he's a top five position player in baseball. He's probably a top five position player in baseball, right? And a guy that Carlos Carrasco two years ago was getting votes for the AL Cy Young and was a dominant pitcher in the league, and he had a he had a drop off. Why did he drop off last year, Jermaine? Oh yeah, he had cancer. <laughs> he beat it too, dude. Like and beat it, dude. This is a guy who is a competitor. Hey, hold, hold on, hold on. He kept pounding, bro. He kept pounding. He beat it, right? The only players with more war, more wins above replacement than Lindor over the last five years: Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Nolan uh, Arenado, and Jose Ramirez. His own teammate. His own teammate, right? Basically, Carlos Carrasco got cancer, right? Or sorry, in 2019 he got cancer. 
last year, he had a 2.91 ERA and a 3.04 strikeout to walk ratio. Damn. Right? The Mets rotation already has DeGrom, Syndergaard, Marcus Stroman, and now it just added a number three to number four guy who on most teams would be a two to three. It's unreal, right? dude. It's unreal. And they got rid of uh, Anders uh, Jimenez, uh, Ahmed Rosario, Josh Wolf, who's a pitcher, and Isaiah Green, who's an outfielder. Okay. You got rid of one of the best prospects in your organization who, to to be honest, is maybe not that good. I mean, he he has five years of control left. Rosario is still 25. I mean, I, I don't really see what this added for Cleveland. I, I We know that Cleveland is, is in full rebuild now, though. I guess I guess that's what it is. But this is this is probably this is the way it looks like. It almost looks like the way that <laughs> got traded to the Dodgers. It's exactly that the that. Dodgers that the Dodgers didn't really lose anybody, and they got a yeah. they got a perennial MVP candidate and one of the best at his position. They got the second best player in baseball and didn't even give up their top prospects in their farm system for him. Like that's how much of a fleecing it was because Boston was so desperate to get under the salary cap, which is exactly what Indian what the Indians did. So I want to give talk to you about this little nugget that I was reading about earlier today. Hit me. So after trading Lindor, right? Uh-huh. Their their current payroll as it stands. There is, I think there's, uh, let's see, there are 23 players who have a higher salary, players who have a higher salary than the current Cleveland Indians payroll. All right, so, so for those of you taking note at home, the current Cleveland Indians payroll is $22.95 million, mm-hmm. which is more than $19 million less than the Baltimore Orioles, who are 29th. They're in rebuild, everybody. All right. So with that being said, here are some of the players who are getting paid more. Mike Trout. That's 37. Point, 37 yeah, he's, Mike Trout's not getting paid enough. Yeah, he, Mike <laughs> Trout needs to be paid more than the Yankees. Yeah, Mike Trout needs to be getting $50 million a year. Uh, Jacob DeGrom. 36 million, Garrett Cole, 36 million, Strasburg, 35 million, Nolan Arenado, 35 million, Zach Granke, 35, Scherzer, 34.5, Verlander, 33, Machado, 32, David Price, 32, Kershaw, 31. This one, this one made me laugh out loud. Pujols, 30 million. You gotta love Chris Sale, 30 million. This one made me laugh too. Miguel Cabrera, 30 million. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Giancarlo 29, Altuve 29, Anthony Radon 28.1, Harper 27.5, Goldschmidt 26, Vado 25, Corbin 24.4. Dude, this one stunned me. Jason Hayward. He still got that monster contract, dude. 23.5 million dollars. And get would you wager I want to know if you can guess this last one. Okay. So this dude Similar to Jason Hayward, outfielder. Justin Upton. 
Justin Upton, dude. <laughs> as soon as you said ludicrous contract and outfielder, I was like, it's Justin Upton. It has to be. It has to be. He has like the 39th highest contract ever. Yeah, he's got he's making 23 million right now. And he's and probably and probably hitting 202. He's not good, bro. Is Bobby so, Bonilla's contract on there? No, because he only gets 1.1 what is it? 1.19 mil a year? 1.19 million until like 20 yeah. 2032 or something. My favorite one of my favorite days of the year is opening day. Bobby Bonilla Day, dude. Bobby Bonilla Day, that's right. Which Steve Cohen will be paying at the same time he pays Lundor. <laughs> Steve Cohen just needs to pay all that off so that they can just get rid of the notoriety of it. So after breaking that, I just wanted to illustrate how absurd baseball is from a salary standpoint as far as major market teams versus small market teams, which is shocking that small market teams can even compete at this rate. The gap is getting larger and larger, and this trade is subsequent, the Mookie Betts trade, and it almost dictates that a salary cap needs to be instituted. Yeah. I mean, the rich get richer, right? I mean, this is, you know, we, we, we like to think as like the Mets is like the, the, uh, the humble team that, you know, they just, oh, they're just so downtrodden, but this is, this is literally what can happen to a team. If you have a billionaire owner who's willing to spend money, you can turn your franchise around in, in a year. Yeah. And he can make it back by charging the Mets just redid their stadium too. Didn't they? I believe so. Yeah, I'm off the top. I might be wrong on that one, but I it just it just illustrates the point here. 2016, the Indians were just in the World Series, and now with guys named be, Corey Kluber and Trevor Bauer and Carlos Carrasco. Yeah, and now you know now they're going to be the per, the team you bet against in baseball season. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know, it's it's absurd. But there's been a few NCAA news. Uh, actually, sorry, I skipped one thing in the and uh, MLB. So the Boston Red Sox, the last team to have a black player on their roster, has made news this this week. They Is that true? Yeah, they were the last team. I think they were the, 1955 is when they had it. Is they were. That is when they got their first black player after like integration. When did, break, when did Jackie Robinson break the color barrier? Forty-seven, something like that. Yeah, it took him. To, it was almost a decade before Boston was just like, all right, I guess we'll get it. Yeah, Boston's Boston's 47. pretty racist, bro. Forty-seven. Boston's hella racist. Hella racist. Yeah, I was being generous. <laughs> I was yeah, being yeah. generous. Yeah, hella racist. Hella racist. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, they made news by hiring the first black woman coach in professional baseball. And actually, I'm pretty sure she's the first woman coach on top of that. It just She also happens to be black. I don't know if she's the first woman coach. I do know that she's the, she's the first uh... – it it says on ESPN that she's the first black woman to coach in professional baseball. 
So okay, she worked. Uh, she worked in college as an assistant coach and a hitting coordinator, uh, and then she also inter- interned with the Reds and the Rangers uh, in her career. So, um, yeah, she was doing a lot of personnel work, like scouting and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know, it's kind of a natural progression at this point, but. Congratulations to her. I didn't say her name. Her name is Bianca Smith. She is a minor league coach for the Boston Red Sox affiliate. I don't actually know which team, though. Do you know I, which I don't think they've announced it yet. I've tried to find it, and I, I don't think they've announced which team she's going to be coaching. Yeah, there's been a drastic there's still a lot of, of the minor league, so it's kind of up in the air right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, all right. That covers baseball, you know. Salary cap is needed. That's pretty much where we're going to leave it. Let's move on to NCAA. We'll just touch on some of the quick news on this. Uh, Devonta Smith won the Heisman as a wide receiver. He's the first player to ever do it. The first player to ever do it? Oh, no, no. Sorry, not first step. Second, first he's like the third, third wide receiver to do it. First since 93, I think. Desmond Howard won it in 93. Yeah, that's Desmond Howard. That's right. And then Tim Brown for Notre Dame won it in '87, I believe. Um, yeah, but he won. He won it. Saved you, saved you from a talked out of the ass. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it, dude. He, I, I didn't know how small he was until I was watching the Heisman presentation, and I'm like, this guy looks like he's 50 years old, and he looks tiny. He's frail, bro. So they call him the Slim Reaper. But that isn't doesn't that name that name already has been taken. Who's the Slim Reaper? I thought it was uh, Kevin or not um, Kevin Durant. No, no, Kevin Durant is the Durantula, and then he wants to be called Easy Money Sniper. Well, I mean, his shot is effortless. He makes almost every shot he takes. Oh, so. I thought I thought sorry, I thought you were talking about Devontae Smith. I was like, why does he want to be called Easy Money Sniper? No, no, no. Durant. Durant Durant is called Durantula, right? He's called the Durantula. Sorry, Durant. You can't pick your nicknames. Your name oh, yeah. is the Durantula. He's part of the new aged breed of uh sensitive ball players. So you can't pick your nickname. It's what people call you, bro. 100 percent Tarantulas a dope name. I don't understand. Like, dude, what? Tarantulas are terrifying, bro. But and then the the other news that we got hit with while we were prepping for this podcast. Shout out first guest E. <laughs> Jim who Harbaugh doesn't, who, who doesn't even listen anymore. So fuck you, E. Well, I don't know why we shout him out if he doesn't listen. Exactly. Fuck him. <laughs> e, but, e, when you start listening, I'll start shouting you out again, you bitch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was he, he's not going to hear this anyway, fucking bitch. <laughs> That's probably a good point. I don't think he's going to hear. But Jim Harbaugh is in talks to sign a five year extension with UM. I, like, right? Just throw your arms up. What like what what else does he have to do? Like I lose feel like to Ohio like, State. Lose to Ohio State again. Lose to Michigan State again. Hey, you know what? Let's see. Uh, hey, Jim, just take five more years keeping us in just, you know, worthlessness. Recruit worse. It's unreal, dude. It's unreal. He, they haven't had a good quarterback his entire tenure. And somehow this man is getting a five year extension. 
Meanwhile, Tom Herman gets fired. Like, I don't understand. Like, although I think getting rid of Tom Herman is probably a good idea. I don't know about Steve Sarkeesian. <laughs> Verdict's still out. But Jim Harbaugh continues to follow up. He's like Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. Okay. That dude falls up or fails up. Lane Kiffin. He just keeps failing up, dude. It's unreal. But uh, it's through 2026 now. It's low salary, heavy incentive, low buyout. Those are those are which is good for Michigan. Which is good for Michigan because they'll be buying them out at the end of next year. Michigan is ranked fourteenth <laughs> in the nation in terms of total class going into next year. Oh, recruiting class? He he I don't see that's why I don't understand why Michigan's bad. They recruit continuously in the top fifteen, top twenty five. Yeah, I, I, I don't a, know. There was a few times that he was in. I believe he was in the top five when he was when he was red hot when he first got to Michigan. Yeah. Anyways, that's enough but, about that. That that's super frustrating. Going back to the Devonte Smith thing, the one thing, the last thing I'll say is that I thought Mac Jones was going to have way more votes. I thought it was going to be way closer than it was, and Trevor Lawrence was actually second place. Yeah, I don't know how. Over Mac Jones? Well, Mac Jones had a super easy job. He had the Doak Walker Award winner and the and the Bolitnikov. True. However, he played better than Trevor Lawrence and in more games. He has, he has better weapons than Trevor Lawrence. I don't I disagree. No way, bro. I just said they have the best running back. They had the best wide receiver. And then Jalen Waddle is on that team as well. Yeah, but Jalen Waddle didn't play half the year. I don't know. I, I think Mac Jones, although that he, you know, they have all these weapons, he still put up stat stats to back up him being I'm not saying he should have won the Heisman. I bet him to win the Heisman, but I'm not saying he should have won the Heisman. I only bet because a wide receiver hasn't won it since nineteen ninety one. Yeah. But Trevor Lawrence is second place? No. I don't think Trevor was second. Who is he? Who is what? Uh, So Kyle Trask only getting 700 votes is kind of. That was disrespectful. Disrespectful. (laughs) It's because Florida Florida lost their bowl game, right? Yeah. Oh, Florida lost the SEC championship. Well, yeah, but they also lost the bowl game. Oh yeah, because they said Oklahoma's not <laughs> Oklahoma's. They're good, but they're not SEC, and then they got beat fifty-five to twenty. <laughs> yeah, the college draft no, really fucked I, that up. The last dance tried to teach us this: don't talk shit to people that are good. And I took that personally when Aaron Rodgers, when Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP, Patrick Mahomes is going to terrorize next year, and he's going to yeah. say, "And I took that personally, I took that bro." Personally. Patrick Mahomes yeah. is literally playing better than when he won the MVP in 2018, and they're not going to give it to him. And he's going to be like, okay. He's like, I'm going to throw 75 touchdown passes. Patrick Mahomes does not have 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards this year. No, that- he's, he's better in, like, sorry, in different categories. QBR, completion percentage. All right, that's cute. But he won the MVP because that's an outrageous number that I just said. 50 touchdowns. 
5,000 yards. I do it on Madden all the time. It's not that crazy. <laughs> we did it with Brady Quinn. Get yeah, out of here. Not that hard. I did it with Josh McCown. Josh McCown. Shout out the Super Bowl Browns, bro. <laughs> on, on, on all Madden. Fuck bro, out of we, here. We won 7-6 to six in the Super Bowl. We held the Cowboys to two field goals. <laughs> I threw like four picks in that Super Bowl. I was the D coordinator. I carried us to the ship, dude, because you were constant turnovers. <laughs> you were Jameis Winston. You you had a you had the first 50-50 season. 50 touchdowns, 50 interceptions. <laughs> I think that's exactly what season I had. <laughs> All right, dude. So you know what I was the interesting point at off topic here talking about the NFL draft, but whoever gets Jalen Waddle is going to get a steal at wide receiver because he's going to drop down boards because he didn't play this that well this year. Well, this is this is the whole this is the this is the whole thing that happens, right? That oh, he's injured, he's not going to do that well, and then he drops off boards that people should just you see his body of work. He's a great wide receiver. Yeah, and now like injuries. I, I, I'm tired of injury. I'm tired of two things in the NFL. Home field advantage and injuries impacting draft status. If you have faith in your medical department, what do you, why are you looking at me like that? They're separate things. I, I know that, but like, how does home field advantage affect draft status? No, no, it doesn't. I said I'm, I'm frustrated with two things in the NFL these days. The idea of home field advantage, it doesn't exist anymore. Right. Oh, so separate from the draft, separate. just home field that, advantage. That was just, that was just a random thing I threw out there. I, the <laughs> yeah, idea of home field advantage. So confused. The, the idea of, of, of picking a team because they're the home team. It doesn't matter anymore. Anybody can beat anybody. Right. They said back in the eighties, any given Sunday. No, it's really any given Sunday now. Yes. The Jets beat me. the Jets beat the Browns. Like it's any given Sunday. Then well, separate point mitigating factors, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Like the Browns missing their entire wide receiver core, I don't think that's very mitigating. I think that's the uh, Jets. Jets uh, having a good game plan. Uh, <laughs> they completely shut their wide receiver. Core they just down. shut their wide receiver. Core. They did even before Sunday. If your game plan is so good that you can shut the Browns wide receivers down before they even get to the stadium, you know you're doing it right. I mean, Greg I mean, Williams. Jar- Take notes, Landry. Greg Williams. Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones combined for zero catches against the Jets, bro. Odell Beckham didn't even play. <laughs> That's how locked down the Jets game plan was. Uh, All right, but I, I, I digress. And and using an excuse as this player is injured to drop him down your 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 uh, your draft board. If you have faith in your team doctors and your medical staff, which shout out. Washington Redskins, shout out Chargers. You probably don't, <laughs> right? <laughs> probably. No, but they you're don't. The, you're, you're the other 30 NFL teams that don't stick somebody in the lung or, or mistreat somebody's freaking cancer as a, as a day-to-day injury. <laughs> you're probably, you should probably just draft a kid and then rehab him for a year, right? Him just being in your facility is is better than you just being like, oh, we're not going to draft him because he's injured. And then all of a sudden, the kid balls on you. Dude, Jalen Smith. Remember Jalen Smith? He fell yeah. to the second round. DK Metcalf fell to the second hey, round. Dalvin yeah. Cook fell to the second round. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think, agree. I think DK Metcalf is the most stunning example of like a uh, like human performance. Bro, didn't they, he? Didn't he, he? He did what? He broke his femur or something, right? What did he do before the draft? He had like a broken collarbone, broken femur. Yeah, he was hurt a handful of times at Mississippi yeah. State. Oh, neck, maybe. I, I think it was a degenerative like neck thing that they were worried it would like that he wouldn't heal or whatever. But he is and, an and, alien. But he's and, an alien. They should have researched and, where he came from, and it was Planet Zebulon. And then they took that, and then they coupled that with his game footage because DK Metcalf is a much better route runner now, which is what happens. These kids develop when they focus full-time on a sport instead of having to do college as well. What and the so, athletic? Well, are you telling me the athletic prime for a male is twenty seven, and judging a kid when he comes out of uh, college at twenty one is probably not an accurate stat of where he'll be at twenty seven? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so we'll all be. They said that DK Metcalf couldn't run routes because he was too big. This, that, and the other. And they, the, the one thing that they used against him was his uh his shuttle cone drill. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so they used that against him, and that's how he plummeted down draft boards. Still, he was like pick fifty five. Do you think it? it, Do you think it would be good to be a scout in the NFL? It must be so nice to just to just write a report and be like, "This kid sucks," and then you move on, and it turns out to be like a perennial MVP. Remember Patrick Mahomes? People were like, "The only thing you do is throw a ball fast and far." Oh, you mean like fit it in gaps and throw and throw wide receivers open? Yeah, what a terrible skill to have as an they NFL quarterback. Did they say that about Mahomes? I, I, yeah, I, I don't think Mahomes was really that highly rated in that draft. He was the second quarterback taken. Uh, in front of who? Or behind who? Behind, Trubisky? Behind, yes, dude. Everyone knows that story by now. Who was he drafted behind? <laughs> Mitch Trubisky, bro. Remember, that's why we're trading Mitch in first round picks Ooh, for Deshaun. <laughs> and then Deshaun was – so Mahomes – oh, I want to tell you a story about Mahomes. So the Saints – We'll go ahead and were, tell it. Patrick Mahomes and I share a birthday? Wow, I didn't know that. My dog. So uh, the My Saints homie. The Saints were sitting at – Patrick Mahomes was taking, what, 11th, 10th. right? 10. Yeah. The Saints were sitting at 11. And they called Drew Brees. Here's an example of a team doing what they're supposed to do. They called Drew Brees into the room and they were like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna take Patrick Mahomes." It looks like Patrick Mahomes is going to be available. We're going to take Patrick Mahomes. And Drew Brees is like, "All right, dope, as long as he's cool with sitting behind me." Like Drew Brees was like, "Yo, I'm not done. He's uh, he's gonna be behind me, bro." Yeah. But that's the example. That's what Deshaun Watson wants, bro. That's it. That's all they had to do was be like, "Hey, this is who we're hiring, Deshaun." That's all they had yeah. to do. So yeah, I, but so then they I just, traded up and Deshaun won. I mean, Patrick won a Super Bowl and Drew Brees is. I broke. I'm looking at his pro, his Pro Football Reference page. First of all, hilarious nicknames. Ready. Showtime Magic Man, the musician, the gunslinger, Mahome Boy, and my favorite, Fat Trick. <laughs> Fat Trick? I don't know where that came from, but it's hilarious. Mahomes has played 46 games. Only 46 games in his career. He's That's already thrown for 
He's already 46 games. Yeah, that's a lot, dude. That's not a lot. That's like less than three seasons. Do, 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 less than three seasons. Oh, I thought you were yeah. acknowledge me. He's played. Oh, he's yeah. played. He's played three seasons basically. He's thrown for fourteen thousand yards and one hundred and fourteen touchdowns. Yeah, kids good at football. <laughs> the Bears, bro. <laughs> the Bears. Bears. The Bears. What are Bears. you doing, dude? All right, well, we'll we're, we'll uh, we'll drop the NFL now, and we'll move into our main segment of the podcast, which is NBA awards. We told you we would do it, so we're doing it. Jermaine, you're up. I'm up. All right, so now that the NBA is officially started and preseason's over, damn, did Luka Doncic just hit a big time shot? No, he. I think he got an assist, but. Now Nick and I are going to give our season predictions for what we anticipate is going to happen. We're talking about finals, matchups, coach of the year, MVP, rookie of the year, defensive player, six man. We'll do executive of the year as well. Um, man, who is the executive of the year this year? Anyways, so we're going to go ahead and spotlight the NBA season. Now that regular season of the NFL is over, we can put that behind us and we can move into the NBA season. We've got Kevin Durant back. We got Steph Curry back. We got a loaded Eastern Conference. We got an even more loaded Western Conference. We got tons of hoops on Tuesdays and Thursdays on NBA TNT. We got Wednesday ESPN. And if you have Sling, you can buy the NBA League Pass, which is a brilliant investment. I've been watching all the Bulls games this year. Don't ever do anything for free. Make sure you shout out code room 303 when you're logging into Sling. Yeah, code room 303. <laughs> We're not sponsored by him, but we want to be sponsored by him. So just shout it out. Yeah, just put the code in. <laughs> Send, Call your representative. Be like, hey, I want to sign up for this. I want Write to your Congress. <laughs> no, don't do that. Nothing will change. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, we will start with. Finals matchups. That's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about who's going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals and who's going to be in the Western Conference Finals and who you think will play each other for the ship. We're going to let Nick go first here. So the Eastern Conference is going to be the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago yeah. Bulls will play the, Chicago Bulls will play the uh, Denver Nuggets. In the finals. In the finals, yes. The Chicago Bulls versus Denver Nuggets. Sounds like a homer pick for the podcast, but I love it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, uh, Finals matchup. I I really – it's really hard to look past the Lakers again as much as I don't want to say it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Two top five players, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't I don't really see past the Lakers. And then I really think that this is kind of the, the Milwaukee Bucks are kind of throwing everything into this year. It kind of seems like whether it'll come to fruition or not, I think it will. So I'll say I'll say Lakers and uh Lakers and, and Bucks. Really? That's who you had in the finals last year, remember? Exactly. And I'm doubling down. Double down. Didn't work out last year. Let's run it back. Just like our Miles Garrett defensive player of the year. Double down, daddy. Double down. Miles Garrett fucked us again with COVID, dude. Anyways. 
<laughs> I'm still so salty about the defensive player yeah. of the year. Oh, uh, all right. So you got Bucks Lakers in the finals. Who do you mm-hmm. think is losing in the conference finals? The conference finals. Like, who do the Lakers beat to get there in the conference finals? And then who do the Bucks beat? Bucks are beating the Nets. Nets, okay. Lakers are beating the Clippers. Lakers are beating the Clippers or the Mavs. The Mavs. Okay, I respect that. All right, so a few of the surprises right now. So if you look at the standings, Phoenix is leading in the West. Phoenix Suns with Chris Paul. And then Philadelphia is leading in the East, even though Philadelphia just lost today to – Oh, no, <laughs> I, forgot about, I forgot about the 76ers. My pick stays the same. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. So – Let's just, let's just, let's just, you said he's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have a personal rivalry with him now. It's great. Hey, so, E, if, you, if you're listening, which you're not, clap back at me then. Listen, I'll take on all of Jermaine's friends and family. Yeah, my brother still hates you, bro. Except for Mama Riddle. Yeah, you can't. Not the nah, mama. She's the realist. <laughs> um, I'm going to double down with you. I mean, the Lakers are coming out of the Western Conference. As far as yeah. who they're playing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have the two top five players. You know, like, they're the only team in the NBA who has two top five players. This is what I told all my hoops heads last year when they were worried about the Lakers' chances. And I was like, and Kobe died. <laughs> there was yeah, no way the Lakers were, they were winning. I bet Lakers in January. <laughs> like, come on. You know how much money we would have right now if five dimes didn't close? yeah dog i was looking at our our futures picks for for baseball and for nfl and i was just like man five dimes really got us bro they knew it that's why they closed down because they're like we can't pay out this sum of money yeah they were like these guys know what they're doing but i bet (laughs) i bet the lake as soon as kobe died r.i.p i bet the lakers to win a championship Actually, so, yeah, I bet the Lakers, too. Uh, I did not bet as big as you, though, which I should have, which was foolish. But So I'm taking the Lakers coming out of the West. As far as who they're playing, it's such a toss-up. But I'm going to go ahead and say the Lakers will be playing the Portland Trailblazers in the Western Conference Finals. Here's my question to you. If the Trailblazers make the conference final, that means that Damian Lillard is the MVP, right? Nah. Okay. We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. So so who's playing in the East then? He could be the MVP. So as far as who's playing in the East, so I was talking with my buddy Thomas about this, and he asked me the same question. I sat there and I was like, this is why I said we should do it on the podcast. I forgot we didn't do it. And I was sitting there and I was just like, fuck, that's a really good question. Because the East has some really good teams, but it's just hard to get a read on the room. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, I ended up with Philly Brooklyn. Philly Brooklyn in the Eastern Conference Finals. Hmm. Interesting. And, and uh, it's just, I have faith in KD. I think KD is, is, is that dude. I think Kevin Durant is that good. So 
And then I sat there and I was like, who do I think wins that series? First of all, I want to see a Philly Brooklyn series. That's going to be so filthy. And I just don't trust Boston or Milwaukee for some reason. They're just missing something. Yeah. Um, not to discredit what Miami did last year, but I'm not sure if Miami has that in them. I think they might have had that magical run, and uh, that might be it until they add another piece. And obviously, this is all pending the trade deadline because the NBA is usually usually good for something crazy. Like that. So I, when I settled on Philly versus Brooklyn, I did. I, I honestly, it's such a toss up. It's going to be a seven game series. I think I'm going to go Brooklyn. Brooklyn going to the finals against the Lakers. And who's winning yeah. the finals? Brooklyn. Man, what a what a matchup. What a matchup that would be. Lakers and Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn wins it. So Brooklyn wins. All right, let's go. Let's let's go rapid fire here. MVP. Okay. I, I don't I don't want you to talk about it. I just want you to give me the first name off your head and then we'll go back. MVP. Luka Doncic. Coach. Um, great question. Give me one second. Monty Williams. Monty Williams. Okay. Uh, rookie of the year. James Wiseman. Defensive player of the year. Ooh, Anthony Davis. Sixth man of the year. You got to give me a second on this one because this one. All right, fuck that. Comeback player of the year. Kevin Durant. That's a dumb – yeah, it was a dumb question. Sixth man of the year. Ooh, Karis LeVert. Mm. First six man? Yeah. Okay. I'll give you mine. MVP, uh, you already said Luka Doncic. I'm saying, I'm saying uh, Dame Time. Let's go. That's Dame my time. favorite player. You know, that was second favorite player. Jimmy, Jimmy G is <sighs> Coach, can I say Steve Nash? Yeah, he's a coach, bro. <laughs> <laughs> If no, you were like, can I say LeBron? I'd be like, no, because yeah. he's not a coach. <laughs> Steve Nash. Rookie of the year. I'm just, I think it's going to be James Wiseman. I'm going to say because of the just media hurricane that surrounds him, LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball, yeah. Defensive player of the year. I also agree with you that it's Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's not going to be anybody other than Anthony Davis. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, most improved. Maybe a homer pick, Michael Porter Jr.? Oh, we didn't do mo- – I didn't answer most approved. Oh, we most did, approved. We, Go. Most – oh, my God. Uh, Devin Booker. There you go. I And then what What do I have left? Six man? You have six man and comeback player. Comeback player, Kevin Durant. Six man of the year. Let me hit you with one that I know you're going to love that you didn't really think of. Carmelo Anthony. Ah, Melo had six mad to the list, bro. Let's go. I love that pick. <laughs> I knew that would get you cheesing. I love it, dude. He gets so much slander. I don't know why. <laughs> I want him to be the, so good. I, I want him to be the sixth man of the year just because he's like, listen, man, this is older, mature. This is uh, older, mature uh, Carmelo. Dude, as as we're talking about this, Luca's over here fucking celebrating, dude. Luca Doncic is I think he's going wild. I haven't really been paying attention. Yeah, I lo- I I love the Luca Doncic uh pick for MVP. Oh, he got an he got an assist to fucking Kleba for a three-point shot with 2 seconds left, bro. Well, who are they playing? They're playing the Denver Nuggets right now. 
The Nuggies? The Nuggies, bro. Both these teams are three and four. There are some weird records in the standings right now. Yeah, you were talking to me about it the other day. If the playoffs ended today, we would not have like the Nuggets, the Mavs, right? The Rockets. The Rockets, Rockets would be in it, bro. So Dallas, Denver, and Houston would all be out. The Kings would be in the playoffs. Golden State would be in. New Orleans Pelicans would be in. And then if you started the Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks wouldn't make the playoffs in the East. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knicks would make it. Though. Yeah. It's a new oh, reign in New York. Oh, shit. Well, you can't just say that and then say nothing. I'm sorry. The Mavs went up two with that three-point shot. Uh-huh. Nikola Jokic just buried, buried a two-pointer to send it to overtime. Uh. Unreal, bro. I just turned and looked, and he hit a little step back hezzy for the Wow, damn, you just splashed on him, son. This is so this is my dark horse candidate for the MVP this year is Nicolo Jokic. Jokic, dude. Yeah. Dude's so good. He's the best center in basketball. And E gets mad at me every time I tell him because it's been Embiid for the last few years. Yeah. And Embiid's really fucking good at basketball. And he's it has been Embiid for the last couple of years. Yeah, dude, Embiid's been Embiid's fucking dominant, and he's you so think, good defensively, bro. You think it's he's better? He's been better than Jokic. Yes. Last year, Jokic exploded. Okay. And now Jokic is the best big man in the game. Okay. That's well, fuck, he he doesn't even listen. He doesn't even listen, bro. We established that. We established that. Joel Embiid is a bum. Just like Eric, who is also a bum. What, to Eric or Joel? You know, I take back my Joel comment. I'm sorry, Joel. You're not a bum. Eric, the verdict still stands. (laughs) Jerry's still out. No, the jury has deliberated. Verdict, you're a bum. So who do you have as the Western Conference Dark Horse team? The Phoenix Suns is that is that can I is is that a is that a trendy pick now I can't pick that anymore. No no no. I think I, mean, I, I think I think the Phoenix sponge the the Phoenix the Phoenix sponge the Phoenix Suns are a sponge that literally was like praying for veteran experience, and that's why I love them getting Chris Paul because they have a bunch of ballers on that team who maybe don't know how to conduct themselves when it gets later into the season and into playoff time. Adding a guy like Chris Paul to grab them by their necks and say, hey, don't do this, hey, do this, is incredible. We saw how they played in the bubble. They're obviously a clutch team. If Maybe if they didn't have freaking 900 losses before that. <laughs> yeah, they probably would have done pretty well. They had to go eight and one and still did, or eight or eight and zero and still didn't make it. I like that. I like that pick. Um, partly because they also added Jay Crowder, mm-hmm. which is a very sneaky addition. He played big minutes for the Heat last year. He was big time for the Heat in their in their finals run, and they added him to that roster. So I really do think that they made a lot of great additions, and that's why I have Monty Williams winning Coach of the Year. I think my biggest disappointment is going to be the Miami Heat. Oh, 
Wow. I mean, I think the East, I think the East is packed with talent, and Miami was able to get hot at the right time. And I don't think with a near full season of basketball, they can catch that spark like they did. Yeah, I mean, Jerry's still out, but right now they're not looking hot. They're not looking hot. So, all right, so who's your biggest disappointment in the West? Probably the Nuggets, the nuggets. <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. Okay, and then who's your who's your sleeper dark horse in the East? In the East. Sleeper dark horse in the East. Oh, shit. You want to know who the second best record in the East is right now? Yeah. Orlando. But they just lost Marco Fultz for the year. Their starting point. Let me hold on. Let me let me look. Let me look. Give me give me your give me your picks for it, and I'll, and I'll come back in a second. <laughs> All right. So sleeper team in their Western Conference. Oh mm. man, what a staff conference! I actually think uh, San Antonio. You you think it's Phoenix, but you can't say that because I already said that. Right, so I'm picking a different team. So I'm going with the San Antonio Spurs because, I mean, they they're not out of it. They're not. They got DeRozan. They got Aldridge. They got DeWante Murray. They got uh, Devin. No, his first name is not White. Devin White is a linebacker. Indeed. Yeah, his last name's White. But they got some talent on that roster. And then Greg Popovich is such a good coach that – They'll be in. They'll be in the race. Um, and then as far as disappointment, I think uh, Houston's going to be the most disappointing team this year. That's I, I. I could see that. All right. In the East, my dark horse team is going to be the Chicago Bulls. Ah, let's go! And no, I'm not saying I'm, right now, I'm not I'm saying dark, I'm not saying dark horse team in terms of like I think they're going to make a deep postseason run, but I think they're going to make a little sneaky deaky into the playoffs. They're like going to be they're going to be better than people expect, is what you're. Yes, saying. yes, that's what I'm saying about the Spurs. Like the Spurs might not make the postseason, but they're going to be on the cusp. And also this year we're having those those seeded play-in games, right? Yeah. Greg Popovich so, is good for at least 35 wins a year, though. Exactly. And they got they got players on that team. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but just Greg Popovich alone is good for at least 35 wins. It's a yeah. player's job to get, you know, 10, 20, 10, 15, 20 more wins. Yeah. So my sleeper Eastern Conference team is mm-hmm. the New York, New York Knickerbocker. Uh, it was, I was thinking that, too. Bro, if you that's, were betting good pick. If you were betting Nick's money line the last three games, we're looking at like plus three hundred the last three games, and they covered all three games. They they won outright. They won straight bro, up all three games. All three games, bro. The Knicks look good this year. I I was watching them last night because I obviously as I plug league pass. Uh, I was watching them last night and I forgot Tom Thibodeau was the coach. Tommy T. Yo, Tibbs is back, bro. He gets he gets people motivated. Julius Randles. Who At least in the first couple of years he does. Yeah, until he then, completely loses the team. Well, it's because they all lose their backs because he 
played him into the ground. But Julius Randle's been hooping for that team. Yeah. RJ Barrett's looking RJ to take Barrett. that lead. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll see what happens. Austin Rivers. Did you see the did you see the Snapchat that or the the Instagram story that Austin Rivers posted? Got back from a long road trip, instantly went to the gym and was hooping and his girlfriend got angry at him. She was like yelling at him in the video. <laughs> Pretty funny. I did not see that. Well, I wish I would I wish I would have seen that. That sounds hysterical. Someone somewhere saved it. Any any final thoughts on the on the NBA this year as we close out this preview? Um it's so funny how people move so quickly to villainize players. Um latest example right now is Steph Curry. Steph Curry for some reason is being called a system player and they're saying that he's not very good at basketball and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, did you guys not watch his five years of dominance? Like the dude straight hooped on people. I, so it, oh, you mean, it just oh, you mean the guy that I, I mean that the guy, the guy that I could say without argument is probably the third greatest point guard of all time. <laughs> yeah. People just, Exactly right there. You can. It's, you're like, okay, I could buy that. Yeah, I mean, you people will argue for sure, but like, he's up there. I, I he's the greatest shooter we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, even and, the guy, even the guy who coaches him, who is one of the greatest shooters, is like, he's better than I ever was. Yeah, every great shooter is like, we don't know how Steph Curry does it, bro. <laughs> and yeah, like, what what is what is up this year with this? Just the Steph Curry slander. It's 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 typical American culture, right? We did we did it with Tiger Woods, right? We did it with MJ, we did it with LeBron, we did it with hell, we did it with Kevin Durant, we did it with um, we done it, we're doing it with we tried doing it with Tom Brady, but he keeps winning, right? <laughs> Right, we we keep doing it with these players. We love to build them up. We love to build these guys up and say they're heroes and this, that, and the other. And just like Kobe Bryant, we we love to watch them fall. We love to light the match and watch it burn. And that's what people love. They're tired of seeing Steph Curry succeed. They're tired of his Under Armour deal. They're tired of his new Steph Curry brand. They're tired of the Golden State Warriors. They're tired of him as unanimous MVP. They're tired of his back-to-back MVP. They're tired of his three chips in five years. They're tired of – so they're, they try to tear him down, which is what they but do. But why? It's, it's American culture. We love the fall as much as we love the rise. But he's, but such a, he's, such a, he's such a good role model. Like he doesn't – I don't I I don't understand what I don't understand what the hate is towards him. People don't like sustained greatness. They they don't want to see someone at the top all the time. They love to root root against the best. That's why people love that as much as people say they hate dynasties and it ruins sports, dynasties are the best thing that can happen to sports because it makes people have someone to root against. And that's exactly what's happening with Steph Curry right now. And it blows my freaking mind. Instead of everyone appreciating how much greatness is coming back to the court, we're sitting here trying to tear them down. So 
my last takeaway for the NBA is just sit there and enjoy it, man. There's so much talent right now. There's so many. I mean, a lot of them lack intangibles, but there are some tremendous hoopers. Yeah. Just enjoy it. There's some good basketball being played right now. Like any given night right now, is you, it's any given Sunday in the NFL. We talk about it, it's a coin flip league. Right now, the NBA is truly, is truly super competitive. And instead of tearing people down, just appreciate and root for your guy instead of, you know, burying someone else. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's move on to uh, find find him and cut him. Everybody's favorite. All right, take it away, bro. All right, so I, so we there, there's two there's two find him and cut that we have. One is as we've talked at length throughout this episode and throughout many episodes past. You don't give good players, great players, great teams. Actually, both of these center around this concept. You don't give people bulletin board material. I talked about Florida and Oklahoma. We talked about uh, Dabo Sweeney with Clemson and Ohio State. Well, guess what? I guess people that don't like Ohio State didn't learn their lesson. (laughs) Because Nick Saban's daughter put out a tweet accusing Ohio State of using COVID to postpone the title game and rest up their injuries to Justin Fields. It was instantly deleted. But oh, the tweet, I bet you Nick Saban was. Oh, I bet you he was like, take, take that shit off your Twitter. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine him saying Twitter? I mean, you, I mean, you saw the way you saw the way he reacted when he couldn't hear through the microphone, and that was a post-game interview. This man, this man wants zero distractions. He is football. He is football through and through. There's He's no distraction. Bill Belichick in college. He's Bill Belichick in college, exactly. And this giving Ohio State. Oh yeah, you guys are. You guys didn't actually get COVID. You're just using it to post. You're just using it as an excuse to postpone the towel game. This gives a chance for Ohio State. To be like, All right, we already beat Clemson. Why not Alabama? Oh, and by the way, do you know where this title game is being played, Jermaine? I do not actually know. No, I believe it's being played in Arlington. They just Ohio State. Oh, they just—they just, they just played there. The Rose because the Rose Bowl moved there. Remember? Oh, I might be wrong. Then let's see where the title game is being played. Yeah, I, I think it might be in uh, Phoenix. Clemson, Ohio State was in the Superdome in New Orleans, and Alabama. Notre Dame was Arlington. Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Oh. Okay. Miami weather. Still, don't give players and teams and coaches, quote, bulletin board material, end quote. It's it's dumb. That's going to be the theme of this Find Him and Cut Him, which you already said. But did you see Cardale Jones' uh, response? To her? Cardell Jones, sit down. No, I didn't. What was it? <laughs> He's like, are you sure you guys want to play an Ohio State backup quarterback? Because <laughs> he, <laughs> oh, he beat him in the playoffs. That's dude. pretty funny, yeah. As <laughs> good like, as Ohio State quarterbacks are in college, they're awful in the NFL. USC as well. I don't know what it is. Those quarterbacks don't translate, bro. <laughs> And then our second find him and cut him, Juju Smith, the famed TikTok logo dancer who (laughs) 
What? What's no, up? He's not even a professional football wide receiver. No, he's, you just TikTok missed the same TikTok logo dancer. <laughs> said, and I quote, said to the said to the Associated Press on Wednesday, and I quote, I think they're the same Browns team I play every year. I think they're nameless gray faces. They have a couple good players on their team. But at the end of the day, I don't know. The Browns is the Browns. Unreal. What is he? So Don't Juju. dance on the logo if you're just going to give these quotes. Bro. So, <laughs> like, so, so, Juju, remember when Mike Tomlin talked to you and he said, stop dancing on the logo? That's because Mike Tomlin thought that that was a distraction to his team. <laughs> now, you're going out to the Associated Press and saying, not even in correct grammar, the Browns is the Browns. Mike Tomlin, Mike, talk about coaches not being happy. Mike Tomlin and Nick Saban are not happy campers right now. Bro, I saw this ridiculous CBS coaching tier list for the for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right, like head coaches ranked by tier. Mike Tomlin was not tier one. Who was tier one? Tier one was Sean Payton, Andy Reid. Uh, John Harbaugh, and um, man, there was a fourth one. Oh, Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott. I was about to be like, it was probably Sean McVay. Sean- All right, CBS. Congratulations. You're a late, a late show edit into the Feynman cut up. <laughs> Sean McVay as a tier one. Let's stop. McDermott. McDermott stop. was oh, tier Sean one. McDermott. Oh, bro. Can I still do my Over rant, though? Tomlin, though? Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Go so ahead. Let's stop saying Sean McVay is such a generational play caller when he got the Rams to one Super Bowl by using play action. <laughs> oh, play action. He invented this thing called show the ball to the running back and then take it away and throw the ball downfield. No, he didn't. I still think the Rams are going to beat the Seahawks. Yo, but Pete it's Carroll not. wasn't even tier one, bro. But it's, boy, yeah, that's ridiculous. Sean McDermott is good. He's not tier one. Mike Tomlin is Mike, if, if John Harbaugh is tier one, Mike fucking Tomlin is tier one. Mike Tomlin has a reserved spot in the VIP section of tier one. Bro, if, if you, he if you see how he dealt with Antonio Brown and you still don't think he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Le'Veon Bell. Levy, I like he kept Big those. Ben is a diva. <laughs> he kept he literally divas combined for like a a multi year playoff run. His team led the NFL in fucking drops, <laughs> and he still won. How many games did they win? Twelve games. Yeah. If if not for if not for the NFL having 60 if we if this playoff system was in last year he would have taken Mason Rudolph who had a con- concave head and Devlin Duck Hodges who is known as being a duck caller more than a quarterback to the playoffs let me say that again Mike Tomlin without Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell and famed TikTok logo dancer Juju Smith-Schuster right took the team within a game of making the playoffs. The the Pittsburgh Steelers cannot run the football. And he won 12 games. <laughs> like, they, were, they ultimately cannot run the football. 
I don't understand how Logan. and he's not tier one. Gets slandered and he's not tier one. It's unreal. Again, it's more bullets and board material. Oh, it's unreal. CBS, you're an idiot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Juju's so, cut. Nick Saban's daughter's cut. I have, to get the, I have to get the guy's, the reporter's name. We'll, we'll retroactively add him into next week's pod. Yeah, you're getting cut. Oh, my God. But with that being said, let's move on to trivia and wrap this show up. We went a little long-winded today, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we apologize for absolutely nothing. Absolutely <laughs> fucking nobody. So this question, not brought to you by Nick or myself, brought to you by uh, newly depromoted. <laughs> Enter Nevada. How many teams have had more passing touchdowns? Well, than no, wait, so, so we got to do this, right? He has two personas now. Nevada, intern Nevada is his intern, and Mr. Putnam is our executive producer. <laughs> intern Nevada. Intern Nevada. But when he but when he has thoughts on the show, it's yes, Mr. Putnam, of course. Yes, yes, Mr. Putnam. Yes. All right, got it. How all right, so intern Nevada. Yes. Did our research is better to, than yours. How many teams have had more passing touchdowns than punts in a single season? And this is because the 2020 Green Bay Packers had more, Aaron Rodgers had more touchdown passes than punts. That's where this is coming from. Right. So that stat was dropped. He did research. Again, our research is better than yours. And the answer is four teams in NFL history have done it. That would be. The 2020 Green Bay Packers, as Nick mentioned. The 2018 Kansas City Chiefs. The 2007 New England Patriots. Not shocking. None of these, those two teams were not shocking at all. And this one is pretty shocking to me, though. And the fourth team to do it was the 1990 Houston Oilers. Back when they punted on, like, second down, I feel like, in the 90s. (laughs) That was when they elected to play defense after second down. They were like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> this drive, this play call hasn't gone the way we wanted on first down. Let's we're, let's punt it. I would like to look up. Was 1990 uh, short in season because of lockout or something? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I, really, I really think uh, intern Nevada needs to get how many touchdowns and how many punts for those teams were done. It seems uh, he like did. An he did. I, just, I, I didn't post it. Oh, selfish. Because he's an intern. What does he know? <laughs> More than us, apparently. <laughs> oh, the, 20, the 2020 Packers <laughs> uh, with Aaron Rodgers threw uh, 48 touchdown passes to 46 punts. The 2018 Chiefs with Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns to 45 punts. The 07 Patriots with uh, a guy, I don't know if you ever heard of him, former six-round pick, uh, Thomas Brady. Oh, Bartholomew. Uh, Bartholomew. Thomas Brady Bartholomew. <laughs> Thomas Bartholomew Brady. Threw 50 touchdowns, had 44 punts. And then the 1990 Oilers with Warren Moon and Cody Carlson. There's a name. Two quarterbacks? Uh, two, had two 37. Quarterbacks? Uh, th- those are the two quarterbacks. Yeah, they had 37 touchdowns and 34 punts. Warren Moon had 33 of them and Cody Carlson. Had four bonus points. If you can tell me where Cody Carlson went to college, NC State. No, I have no idea. I'm looking it up. <laughs> Jeez, he went you to Baylor. Baylor. He went to Baylor. He played wow. seven years with the Texans. Oilers. Oilers. Sorry. 
Huh. Damn, Luka Doncic had 38-9 and 13. And they lost. No, they won by seven. Jokic had 38 and 11. Well, so that so there you go. That's our that's a courtesy of our of, of intern uh, Nevada with that fact finding mission. Keep up the good work, Nevada. Keep up the good work, intern. Coffee. I take my coffee black. I take my coffee black exactly. So <laughs> next uh, next week we'll we'll actually I know Jermaine touched on it. We'll do a review of uh, the first round of the playoffs, and we'll also talk about our uh, our NFL uh, season picks, and we'll say which ones which ones hit and which ones. Uh, which one's missed? Yeah, we'll also do an NHL, a brief little NHL preview, similar to how do we do NBA, NFL, and MLB. Yep. So NHL should be starting next week on Wednesday, uh, you know, unless something crazy happens. <laughs> so, um, yeah, stay tuned. Keep it locked at Podcast Room 303, Instagram and Twitter. Um, exuberant Rider out. Hey, Room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code Room 303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code Room 303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify.